0: Hello, WebBiz listeners. You are in for a treat. Today, you'll hear my conversation with Jason Ree, owner of Refined Company. Jason is a truth teller wrapped in a package of hilarity, energy, and joy. Jason and I talk about producing and designing his very first international destination wedding in Scotland, what he did to raise his profile in the Los Angeles and OC markets, and why he thinks his background in comedy helps him get through the inevitable, imperfect moments during weddings. Jason also shouts out all of the moms in the wedding industry who helped him and who hustle with grace and grit. Thanks for listening. Hi, Jason.
1: Hi. How are you? I'm
0: great. Good, good, good. So I was obsessed with, I want to jump right in, obsessed with seeing your post from Scotland. You know I'm married to a Scotsman, yes. right? Yes. Oh, yeah. my God. So, immigrant Scotsman. So, tell me about that trip.
1: We kilted it. That's what kilted I it? like. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, kilted yeah. I it. love it. We love kilted it. it. Okay. I, I, I was just really into it because of the fact that we got to do it. Like, we got to wear a kilt. Yeah. And that was, like, my big motivator. I yeah. was like, I just need, like, a boomerang. A yes. belt, and yes. I will be so happy no matter what the wedding looks like. But the wedding was beautiful. We And the experience in Scotland and the people in Scotland. And I think I think I maybe ate more butter than I've ever eaten in my life. Did
0: you do the, the, it's like a butter thing? I, a at butter one gin? point, I
1: think I dipped butter in butter. And that's when I knew that <laughs> okay. I found my like, my, my perfect <laughs> so, place. So to your happy live. place would be. So happy. And then I, and I didn't get any weight. I came back and I think I lost. Cause three you pounds. walked. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I did all the cardio, I guess. Yeah. But all I you might've drank whiskey too. I, I, I mean. They I, say I, the whiskey helps just, to cut through the I'm butter. i pretty much feral <laughs> aged at this point. Yes. Got it. I had so much yeah. scotch.
0: So. Given that that was such an amazing trip, just looking at the photographs, um, was that one of your first destination weddings in Europe?
1: It was my first international, yeah.
0: Wow, awesome. And how did you get that?
1: It was through a friend that I used to work with. So she was the bride and um, her fiancé, now husband, is actually from um, Eyemouth, Scotland. Yeah. And so it's a small fisherman's town and we flew into Edinburgh um, and then we just kind of hit the floor running a week before and then we you know, got acclimated. But we had been working on it for about six months yeah. prior to us leaving.
0: How? What was the most difficult thing when you got there?
1: I think the most difficult thing is just the limited um, resources we had in terms of, like, my favorite vendors, the people that I know I can depend yeah. on. Like, when, when we had some issues with, like, the tabletop linens, we didn't realize that the linens that they had in the venue were, like, literally... I don't even want to say they like showed legs. They like it was just all leg on the it table. It was all leg. It was like a really short skirt and just like all leg on the tables. But we didn't find out till later. Normally, I can like do a run and pick up like you know eight linens yeah. from my favorite linen vendors. But that was the only thing that thing was challenging. But- how did you fix that? we actually just made it work and we had an amazing photographer Jenny Quicksall shout out to you Yeah. Um, she just photographed it really beautifully and okay. we and we and <laughs> no and it, no one was the white no star. one really knew. and then luckily they had like really beautiful chairs that so yeah. kind of like hid it but it actually kind of made it all work out and yeah. i think that's the thing that we have to also remember is like we have to make it appropriate to the venue and appropriate to the aesthetic and yeah. the vibe of the wedding and can the, vibe I ask of you the something? wedding was super easy
0: can i ask you something yeah. would anybody have known except for people in the business that the no of course right? not never so we worry about it but yeah we
1: um, do but I but mean, probably
0: nobody in the wedding party yeah, would have said yeah, that's too like much leg that we have
1: right
0: exi- yeah no
1: one else probably noticed yeah but, yeah yeah and they just got the photos back and they look stunning they, and I'm super stoked amazing
0: yeah. so your first one under your belt is that something that you're going to continue to pursue yeah I'm
1: actually going to talk to the we're like having a very casual conversation about it right now but we want to Maybe make like a package for anyone that wants. Yeah. You know, because again, I think everybody's into the castle thing and everyone does that. But I think no one's really... Like there are people that don't want that giant like, you know, chateau wedding. They want something a little bit more like homegrown and feel a little bit more intimate. So it was a perfect... Well, we're
0: seeing that. I mean, one of the trends that we were tracking is... Um, you know, vows that are done privately, and yes. then a small, intimate kind of wedding and yeah. and celebration. So that kind of falls in line with what we're seeing. Just because people are looking at not having to do the norm, right? Yeah. In, in air quotes, thing they want to do something a little bit different. So a little fisherman's town and a yeah. beautiful. Uh, place in Scotland sounds amazing.
1: Yeah, we did, and for me, it's, it's also about doing honor of where we are, so yeah. we did, like, a beautiful um, golf club for the rehearsal dinner where we had, the you know, fish and chips, which was, like, the big thing. Yeah. And then, on the wedding day, we did um, Mexican food at this, like, elevated <laughs> <did> restaurant. <laughs> yeah did Mexican food Mexican, and they loved it. It was, like, oh, elevated, yes. like, Mexican food from this, Beautiful restaurant in um, Edinburgh, and so yeah. then they came out. Talk enough.
0: about a blending of cultures. Yeah. We see a lot of that too. Is that people want to honor both, and yes. and you don't have to just have a Scottish wedding. If you're Mexican, if you're Mexican going to Scotland, you can find ways to bring your culture into mm-hmm. it. Right, we loved so it's it. great, and,
1: and I think ultimately. It's just making sure that it represents a couple, yeah. you know, regardless of what the linens look like.
0: Yeah. So, you and I met because you are so involved with WIPA on the international side and also the chapter here in Southern California. Yeah. So, talk to me about why WIPA is sort of the one organization you like to interact with and engage with.
1: You know, I think. I was lucky enough to get involved with WIPA because of some of the other professionals that were in there that got Actually, me let's involved. take a step
0: back. For yeah. so, for those of you listening who don't know what WIPA is, Jason, can you just tell us what WIPA is? It's
1: the Weddings International Professional Association, thank God I remember that. Um, <laughs> and it's it's really about the integrity of our industry, so it's not just about doing pretty work, but it's about doing good quality work yeah. behind it. And um, you know, the, it's getting bigger, so there's there's more and more... Um,
0: so there's like, I think there's like, what, 14 chapters now yeah. and three in formation? I want to say. Yeah, and
1: then there's, um, you know, I think we had our first international chapter as well, and then they're just continuing to grow. But, um, you know, it's been so amazing to align myself with other people that are, again, legends in the industry. So you have a lot of people that are new, and then you have, like, the legends like you. you're No, 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 no. You're one of the legends. You <laughs> no, know? So it's like, no, there's lovely. a lot of
0: big legends in the WIPA uh, board as yeah. well as, yeah, the local and national chapters. What has it meant to you to be, you know, included and accepted and celebrated within that.
1: I mean, it's been fantastic. I I have a seat at the table, which has been pretty remarkable. So for me to even be sitting here today, it's like... I have a seat at the table.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. So <laughs> yes. what was the first thing you did with Whip? I think you were mentioning you. it was an eye-opener for you, right? Yeah,
1: I actually was asked to sit on a millennial panel. Okay. And I'm, like, on the cusp of millennials, so, like, I barely made the cut. But <laughs> um, it was so fun, and Percy was our moderator, and yeah. um, it was at the Four Seasons in uh, Beverly Hills, and it was really, really fun, and I got to just sit up there and kind of talk about what, you know the social media industry is doing. Sure, yeah.
0: Were you already jamming in that space though? So in other words, I know a lot of people when I see audiences that are really interested in hearing from other professionals, Uh, It's people who struggle that are like, how do I get there? So were you already had embraced it and were really flying with Facebook and Instagram? Yeah, I think so. But
1: that's like literally the beginning of when I started showing my face. Because I've been doing wedding and events for 12 years now. But I never really networked. I never went out. I didn't do any associations. So that was like one of my first. And how long ago was that? It was like two, three years ago. Wow, that's new. I'm still kind of new in terms of like coming out of the, not coming out, but like coming out of the scene. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So just two, three years ago? Wow.
1: So like I just—I never would have guessed. Yeah, just because I—I was so inundated with just like dealing with my own like balance of, of having a small business and yeah. you know, and working the seven side jobs that I had to like support my business license. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: So let's jump into that because <laughs> I know that you have this like I'm like I mean you I have seven jobs I I always yeah and, I've had all the I jobs. so appreciate the hustle yeah um but I wanted to ask you about that because I know that you are the ultimate sort of purveyor of. Media and interesting uh, content, b- outside of the wedding business, right? Oh, really? So tell, yeah. So, so tell me, pressure. I know. So what are you? What are you doing? Because I know you have a life in comedy, like in, yeah. in, in improv. Well, so. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm a failed actor, gone, like working wedding planner, <laughs> right? So I, I grew up doing theater and um, moved out to LA to actually act, and I was waiting tables and doing nothing. But I would do randomly weddings on the weekends because again, I started weddings 12 years ago. My first bride was a girl I used to go raving with in high school. And um, the moment she got engaged, she, like, connected with me on, like, MySpace at the time. And she was (laughs) like, I heard you're, like, doing weddings. And I was like, yeah, I just started getting certified. So um, we did our first wedding together. And then it's been kind of a whirlwind ever since. But that was my fallback. Wedding and event planning was my fallback.
0: Was your fallback. So how much of your skill as an actor do you use in your daily life? 187%. <laughs> yeah, if it could be 190, we would yeah. get there like really fast. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's really, it's why I think what's been able to give me um, the success that I've had with just managing my clients, but yeah. also working with so many different creatives. You know, yeah. you have like 12 to 15 different creatives in one wedding on the vendor side. Yeah. So you're just kind of dealing with a lot of different emotion and high stress, but um, you have to like learn to laugh through the pain. And yeah. I think that was kind of, learned early on when you're working in an industry that just says know yeah. you all the time Yeah, so that was I really love helpful.
0: that your brand is about um, the fact that you embrace the funny side of life you yes. look on the upside of life and I think one of the things that I really loved about your website is um, being a wedding planner for over 10 years I realized something I'm a professional third wheel and I'm okay with it yeah. I don't think I've ever heard anybody articulate it in that way when did that occur to you and how, how has that Motto and that idea resonated with people that you work with?
1: I think the first time, and it was actually maybe about five years ago, I was in the back feet of a car of my couple. And I, at the time was like, sure, I'll ride along with you guys to the next venue. And then they started bickering and fighting. And I was <laughs> no. feeling like, Flashbacks of like my parents fighting, and I was like, oh my god. And then I realized that, like, like, that's really what my role is. I'm just kind of here to diffuse. Did you so, have also, to
0: actually. Of course.
1: I had to, like, kind of, like, get, you know, like, kind of, like, cheeky it up and, like. Yeah. And then I call it glittering when I have to, like, be extra gay to kind of, like, diffuse situations. <laughs> so I had to, like, glitter everywhere and you be like. You had to glitter everywhere yeah, to like, just be turn like, down like, the Somebody heat. Yeah, look at yeah. Oh, yeah, so yeah. I had to, like, you know, kind of, like, distract and diffuse. But, um.
0: So do you think that's something that also you, you learned in acting is just to improv? In improv, I think,
1: is also just... I think everyone in any business, in any, in any career, should take an improv class. I think...
0: Why the, would that help, for example, any planner, any event designer?
1: I think it's just being able to manage, you know... I think the number one rule in improv is never say no, and you always have to say yes. Like, yes and, Yes and, and. Right? yes, yes and. So I think that was kind of the culture that I came from, too, where we will just always make it work. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I think the other analogy that I always use about our industry is that we're the band on Titanic. Yeah. And we know that at some point there's going to be an iceberg. Yeah. But, like, (laughs) what we need to do is, like, continue playing. And we need to, like, continue finding the people in our industry that we continue playing as the ship goes and then as like the venue manager jumps on a lifeboat or the client jumps on a lifeboat <laughs> so, you need to find the other get, band members that yes. are like let's keep playing your band, and, yeah yes. so that's like the mantra that i think comes in that's yeah. like similar to improv Yeah. you just kind of you know have to laugh through it and make it make it as positive as possible
0: yeah so speaking of a community of people you can rely on so yeah. some the titanic's going down your violinist is like literally standing on some boards playing yeah. as everybody else is going off the ship how I ask event planners and designers all the time, how are you finding newer talent? Because people are always saying, God, I love the work of so-and-so, but I want to get on their radar. So if you're an up-and-coming florist, or if you're an up-and-coming cake designer, if you're an up-and-coming, you know, honestly, somebody that has rentals that you might not have seen, how would they get on your radar?
1: You know, I still consider that I'm, like, fangirling over other people. Oh, really? Like, as you remember, I was, like, fangirling ever. I mean, when I first met you too, I was, like, fangirling over you, too. So I think it's one of those things where I don't think I'm ever going to be too big to not like want to work people. with new people yeah. and I don't know if that's like a normal thing because I think that there are people that have great networks and yeah. continue staying loyal and I love being loyal to the people that I that I also love sure. but I usually will get like a instant message from somebody or somebody will comment on a story and then I'll like kind of go through the interwebs and like spiral down and find their profile and like look at what they do. I think that's like a big part of it is social media has really been a big way of yeah. being able to kind of... How have
0: you been utilizing social media? I mean, not only to get fans that are consumers that might yeah. hire you, but also to get on the radar of other people in the industry that might have been somebody you had wanted to work with.
1: Yeah. Honestly, I don't have any strategy when I'm social mediaing, like my stories. Yeah. I'm just doing what feels organic to yeah. me and what feels like humorous to me and yeah. then it just happens to resonate with other people. Yeah. But um I think that's where I get a majority of the new talent. And I think, you know, I think there's a thing that happens a lot with our industry where we have standards and we yeah. have rules and then it kind of puts pressure on the newer generation that they're doing something wrong. We need to stop shaming people on that. We need to stop shaming creatives on like what they charge and how they charge and what their structure is because as much as it's our role the people that have experience to share our education with other people, we don't need to like tell them how they need to run their business because they're going to make the same mistakes. They're going to do what they need to do to get to the next level. Yeah. And I don't mean undercut. I don't mean like yes, be shady I, business, I hear you. I hear but you. But I think like there's been a big push in what we charge and how we need to sh- like, you know, I've seen it on social media a lot where there's like a blog post and then people start attacking other people for why are they, why are they sponsoring this event? Like we shouldn't be doing free work. But it's like, I'm sorry. People need to build their book, and if they want to do a sponsored event, let them do a sponsored event. Like, yeah. why is it my job to shit on you because of it? Yeah. So, am I well, then you're on are, you? yes. Okay.
0: Well, you're <laughs> the you're the perfect. It's a, the it's the perfect way to talk about you know what a wedding industry professional association really means to people, yeah. which is let's build a community. Let's not. Dog pile on people who might not know better, right? Yeah. Some of them are literally just trying to hustle to get their, yes. l- l- you know, work done. We're all I,
1: hustling. We're I think, all hustling. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I, I would say, you know, I, I want to ask you now that you, you know, you really, three years ago, you kind of had that coming out moment at a WIPA event. What has it meant for you? For mentors that did come and want to help you and educate to you, what does that meant to you?
1: I mean, some of the women in this industry and the support that they've given me from the beginning, like. Rhonda from Ray's PR and Jeannie Ward from Three Wishes PR were the first people to really invite me to events before anyone even knew my name and I shout out that, to them yeah thank you so much I think that's the big thing is like we need to like I don't know we need to be open with the fact that like this is a creative business so there's really it's like the wild wild west when it comes to like how things happen but I'm so grateful for the women the women the mothers the mothers in this industry that do not get the shout-outs that they should. Yeah. Like, I don't know how y'all do it. I complain, and I'm like a single gay man in West Hollywood. <laughs> and, like, when I, and then I like and then I see you, and you're like at a family vacation, but then you're also like being mother of the year, and then you're like taking them to all the school things, and then you still have to show up and do work. Yeah. So I, I feel like the women, the mothers in this industry, I'm so grateful for because I don't think I would be where I am today yeah. if they didn't help me. And know? I think
0: that's one of the things that I um, love – about people that can recognize the struggles of yeah. everybody in the industry. Because to some degree, I think Instagram kind of poisons our idea of how easy or hard it is to do something. Yeah. So people think, oh God, they look at someone's Insta life and they go, oh my God, it must be so fabulous for them. But I will I will guarantee you that 99% of the people that you are following are struggling the same way you are. It's not yeah. always easy. Even the big dollar customers are sometimes the hardest to work with. Yeah, And the truth is this industry and I can't say it enough because this is an industry where if you are uh, not made of like rhinoceros skin, you will not survive. We are not like a a big Pepsi and Coke where you have an audience for 25, 30 years. We have to earn audience every single year and you Mm -hmm. have to earn each couple, one couple at a time in a very competitive market. So to that point, you are working in one of the most, what, what is considered one of the most competitive wedding markets in Los Angeles. So if you could... Just boil it down to one thing: Why do people hire Jason Re and redefined Events?
1: You know, I think. Is it think, the glitter? I, maybe it's the glitter. I think honestly, I think it's because I I can I can be real at times. Like I call it the reality of our business, right? But at the same time, I think it's just because I. I like to make it a fun and entertaining and stress-free process. So we yeah. do a lot of laughing. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of it. But at the same time, like, you know.
0: So how much of that personality do you show in the early stages? Oh,
1: from the, I mean, from in the the, g- it, it, okay. actually in the beginning of my business, I didn't. I didn't show you any of that. Didn't. No, and that's why my website doesn't really show a lot of it. It's in the bio, but it's it something that I bio. recently heard that, and I'm working on an update for my website. So, um, but it's, it, it's it's getting easier as social media is growing because I think now more and more people are are beginning to understand that the the businessman is no longer, or the businesswoman is no longer in a suit and tie. Yeah. He's no longer in a business outfit. You don't need a briefcase to have a business. Yeah. And I think that's been the culture of like the new generation and new like tech startup companies and all the things yeah. like you can look like a bum, but you may own like, a million. <laughs> you might be yeah. wearing a hoodie, but you
0: might be worth a billion yeah, dollars. Exactly.
1: So I think that's when I started also showing my personality, but as I'm doing that more, it's beginning to resonate with my audience. Yeah. And I think I'm not for everybody like there, you're going to, you know, there are different planners for everybody. But that's another thing too, is for any professional within the industry, you will find your client because it's based on who you are. Yeah. It's not just about the work. Yeah. So it's just finding your people.
0: Find your people. You have to
1: be authentic to yourself. Yeah. That's like the number one thing I think. So
0: how, when did you learn that? Because I, I was looking at your Instagram and, it, and what I love about following certain people is they can unabashedly show that 30% of that is just their personal life and their yeah. personal views and their funny side, and then the work is there, that's great. And you can talk about the work and it's work that you're really proud of. What is like the one thing you would tell somebody who is, cause I hear that the struggle all the time. They're like, I don't know what to post about myself. I don't know what's gonna turn people off. What, what advice would you give to somebody who's right at that cusp of being where you were three years ago, for example, who yeah. had not really come out to a market where you're known, your face is known, you're in, yeah. your in the name of your business is not known by a lot of people. If they're struggling with that, what piece of advice would
1: you give them? I think they have to understand and accept the fact that the struggle is part of the journey. Yeah. Like, I have failed. I've failed a lot. I've been fired. I've fired couples. It's It happens. There's no way in this industry, when you're working with people that you won't make a mistake or that there won't be a miscommunication or a disagreement or sure. just a difference in the views of what you're doing. So I think any time that happens where you're facing a challenging situation, just know it's part of the process and what ends up happening is you you will get through it. Yeah. And you will then build armor for the next time you deal with it. Yeah. And it gets a little bit, easy, a little bit easier.
0: So share the struggle. I mean... People appreciate that.
1: Financial struggles like... I have sat at dinners where I have to put my credit card down or my debit card, and I knew that I was going to overdraft at the time, and I just was like, this is going to be worth it someday. (laughs) This meal that I'm going to pretend to pick up, because I can't. And, you know, I would cross my fingers and hope I didn't get, you know, the card didn't decline, and luckily it would go through. And then that night I would have to see that I got an overdraft fee. So that's the feeling where I think, as much as we don't want to show that in social media, and it's not something that's on the first page of my website, it's something that I'm very transparent about, is I am a small artisanal handcrafted business. So, like, <laughs> it's it's one of those things that it's going to happen. And, yeah. like, if anyone ever says that they haven't dealt with something yeah. like that, they're lying because yeah. it's impossible. It's impossible. Yeah, it's impossible. So that's the biggest, I think, piece of advice is, like, it's not supposed to be perfect. So it's not supposed to be easy. I mean, yeah. this industry is not easy at all. It's, no, it's, it's not. not. hard It industry.
0: is. I say it's not for the faint of heart. No. I mean, I I, you know, I really do believe you have to have rhinoceros skin because yeah. you can't do a wedding by yourself. You no. have to rely on people. And then you're... Planning a wedding that is the biggest, most stressful, probably, day of someone's life, it should be the happiest. But it also, like you said, if you can laugh through it, that's probably one of the most important things I I think that's probably unique about your business is that that sits at the center of it. Yeah. Because I think that humor will definitely carry you a long way.
1: Yeah.
0: So I always, uh, you know, always wonder when I think about, you know, businesses that are in that stage of... You're blossoming, you're getting new business, you're going on international destinations. How are you finding a team player that can work with you all the time? How have you found talent that has never disappointed you, that you'll take across the world?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's no way that you will find somebody um, overnight, that's for sure. I think I've been through a lot of these situations where I would lean on friends that were interested in the business and so then we continued oh. that friendship and then we would start and then I think halfway through they would realize that maybe it wasn't for them so I think it's how did you manage that if they
0: were like Oof.
1: some were great some and some were really difficult some some you know recently i dealt with such an issue with one of my right hands who you know she ended up creating her own brand and business and that's fine i think at the end of the day it's just about communicating what you want and i think yeah. um i think you again just like kind of trial and error you have to just look for it now i yeah. have an amazing group of people that i lean on and yeah and i can and one of them happens to be my cousin and so i think there's Love always that. a great you know thing with yeah. family and friends but,
0: let's ta- let's take a t- couple steps back because i probably have heard this story at least two dozen times yeah. where Uh, a group of people are working together very very closely you brought them into the fold and then somehow like overnight without any communication there's a whole new thing and there might be some a little bit of gray area in terms of people you talk to and how trauma crying crying and all that yeah and I wonder number one how did you personally get through that because I think a lot of people deal with the heartbreak of Thinking a relationship is at a certain level and not necessarily receiving that same level of integrity back.
1: Yeah, a lot of tequila.
0: Tequila. Okay, that's good. Um, what brand?
1: Um, it was. I think it was <laughs> several brands. Several brands. <laughs> this may or may not have been engaged okay, on like okay, the yeah, second yeah, yeah. night. Okay. Um, but you know, I think I think again, like I have luckily enough also embraced other planners in this industry. Right. So yeah. being able to talk to someone else who understands like yeah. really understands your your spouse partner is great but to really talk to somebody who yeah. knows so like make friends with other planners yeah. make friends with other if you're a rent company make friends with the other runs companies because again at the end of the day like you're going to lean on each other at some point. Yeah. At some point, you're going to need each other. So I think...
0: So your advice really is just almost going back to WIPA. Like, find, find people, your people your industry yes, that you can rely on and you can a phone vent call, to. I'm
1: telling you, a phone call where you are just letting it all out and breathing out all the trauma that yeah. you just experienced. Because there really is no other way to protect yourself when it comes to people. You can make all the contracts in terms of legalities, but to really, like, protect your spirit and your soul and your heart... Like, yeah. that part, it's, it's just like a breakup, you know? It's gonna be traumatic, and I'm not I'm not gonna lie, I may not have handled the last one the best. I, I definitely made a phone call, and I was a little bit tipsy, and I may have, like, said some things, but that's kind of the part of a breakup, is then a few days later, you cool down, and then you make it right, and then you kind of, yeah. you know, just decide that this is what's best for them, and... You know, I have to do what's best for me, and you just kind of move forward. But yeah. ultimately, I don't have all the answers because I'm still going through a lot of these yeah. experiences.
0: But with hindsight, yeah. you realize you're going to get through it,
1: yeah. and, and you're going to move on. And there's a million people in the world there's so many people in the world and there also we happen to be in an industry where people tend to want to do what we do and once they do it obviously once you know they that's get a another taste story of the yeah. land. they they end up leaving you know <laughs> yeah. I've, I've had a few people that said like i would love to intern and they do one wedding and then i never hear from them again because it was you know it's a it's a big day but um i think i think that's kind of what it comes down to too is it's um Finding the people that you're going to be able to share yeah. that with, and then laugh yeah. and cry with.
0: About sure, it. sure. I'm going to ask you a question because I um I I love the idea that um that there are different faces, faces in this industry that people can aspire to be, and I'll give you a little story about that. I was at a conference recently, and I met a young Chinese American young lady, and afterwards she came up to me in tears and said, "I'd never seen somebody looking like you on stage, and oh, I can actually tell my father." So that this is a legitimate industry and mm-hmm. he doesn't have to worry about me. I don't have to be a doctor or a CPA or a dentist. I can do this business. And I was like, I'll call your dad right now. Like, let's yeah. take a face picture. Face let's FaceTime. Face yeah. And so we took a picture together and she said, I wanted to show my father that this is a legitimate industry. And so for you being a face that I think a lot of Asian American men and women can see yeah. and say... I don't see a lot of that. They, I don't see a lot of faces in the crowd like that, but I am representative of somebody who has done really well and not just in Asian American weddings, all different weddings. Mm-hmm. Now you just did a Scottish-Mexican wedding, yeah. which is amazing. What, would, what advice would you give to the industry to try to make us more inclusive, to get more people thinking about this as, as a profession?
1: Um, you know, I think it's just about making sure that everyone's represented. Yeah. And I think that's also going to be just hard, but I know especially with the political climate, it's something that is the topic of every story but also still a struggle it is is you know we just kind of all have to do a little bit better in terms of of making sure that everyone's represented I honestly try not to have more than one or two Asians on my like intern list during one wedding because I also don't want to make other people feel uncomfortable if it's a big group of Asian people and it's not an Asian wedding Yeah, is that gonna what what kind of perception does that affect yeah at the same time I still want to represent and I'm so proud to be you know who I am too yeah. so I think diversity is the, the biggest thing that I love which is I want it to be eclectic I want to have different colors yeah. and different shapes and yeah. different sizes that's kind of the whole idea of what we are in it, this specific industry should be proud about I feel like we're kind of just like I did in theater when we were kind of like not the outcast but we weren't the, we weren't the jocks yeah I feel like the creative industry is a mix of all of that I feel yeah. like we have the jocks we have the nerds we have the tech people we have the you know creatives we have like the goth people. We have all of those things yeah. mixed in one big pot so it's almost impossible not to kind of be proud about them. Yeah. Well, you're
0: representing now. yourself. Yeah. Like I, I, when I... Just,
1: like a masculine. Yeah, yeah, masculine yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, well I think... Yeah, well, I think it's it's um, wonderful to see you getting so involved in an organization that is so dedicated to raising standards in the industry but also creating community in yeah. the industry. I love that it's nonprofit, and I love that so many of the people that I've met on the boards of the individual WIPA chapters, as well as the national chapter, are really, really focused and committed to the mission that you guys are trying to do. And mm-hmm. I think, like you said, you have a seat at the table. Isn't it wonderful? That yeah. You do.
1: And I don't know how I got there, but I'm there. You're <laughs> there. No, yeah. we,
0: and, and one of the reasons why I kept coming to the meetings and, and, and getting yeah. to enjoy your company was because you were there. So. Yeah.
1: And well, that was what was great about you, yeah. too, is to know that you're on the side of the knot and to have the... The backing that you do, but also the fact that we have, I don't know, the Asian faith together. Yeah. That's also something that is so great because you're also putting us on the map in in the corporate side of the world. You yeah. of well, thank you. Of the world, well, so thank, thank you, you for that. You.
0: So one last question because I want to um, – I always like to end on something – that is tactical and yeah. something that's going to be a takeaway. Yes, I am single. Yes, yes. Single, ready to mingle. Swipe up. Loves tequila. Um, swipe up. Yes, you yes swipe up. Um, <laughs> that's one thing you could do. Um, but I, I was going to, one of the things that I love to to ask, especially those who are moving to the next level of their business. I mean, the fact that you this is your first international destination mm-hmm. wedding, it looked so gorgeous. Thank you. And it seemed like such an amazing experience for you. And it looks like you're going to take that and ramp that up for a different package for yourself yes. that you can sell out. What is the one hardest thing that you learned in that space where you really kind of jumped from, oh my God, I don't know if I can pay for this meal, to where you are now, and what was what's the one piece of advice you'd give to somebody in that year kind of like 3 to 5 of somebody's career that they're they're moving past they're yeah. just making it and they want to get to the part where they're profitable and they are booking the kind of couples they want yeah. to
1: book yeah i think it's going to sound so typical but it's truly like that that little voice that is giving you the initial thought of doing something scary like listen to that voice the one that says like you know what, I'm, I I want to do this. Like, lean into that more than the, oh, but I really shouldn't because I need to pay my electricity. Yeah. Out. Because again, like, if you... We're all humans and at the end of the day, like, we somehow make it work. Yeah. And we somehow manage to get there. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's the part that we need to lean into, especially if you want to be in this business. And as a creative business owner, you you have to lean into that part because there are no... Guidelines. There's no textbook on what we're doing. So just lean into that voice and then surround yourself with people that are going to promote that voice. Yeah. Not the other.
0: So what's next for you?
1: I mean, what is next for me? Um, I am. So you're
0: doing an amazing wedding up in Santa Barbara?
1: Yes. I have a wedding in Los Olivos, one in Napa. And then um, we go into this year. And then I have a really fun mitzvah at the beginning of next year that I'm really stoked about. Um, and then and on the comedy side, comedy side, I am starting a podcast as well. Awesome! So, um, look for
0: Jason's podcast. Yeah, um,
1: and then you know, just working on possibly a show and trying to bring more light to our industry, but on a into kind of another world, just outside of our industry. So I want to show the general public what we do and yes. and how hard we work because it is our job to make it look easy, and that's also what makes it hard for us to run our businesses, especially with planners, but any business owner in this side, like. If something happens, like it's our job to make it look like nothing happened wrong. So
0: Yeah, like when too much of the leg yeah. was showing in your mind. Exactly. And, yeah. So
1: how how can we then expect our consumers to, to know how hard we work? Because it's our job to show you that it wasn't that hard. Yeah. That's, it's our job to make it look I think like there's the a
0: whole thing. comedy series that you're ready to build. Oh yeah. Totally.
1: Yeah. I mean yeah. look out for it.
0: Look out for <laughs> it. Well, thank you so much, Jason. Thank you.
1: Bye. Bye.